ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Welcome to Speak Life. I'm Marty Layton. So glad you're here with us today and glad you've tuned in. This broadcast today will be what I call a prophetic update or prophetic workshop. And, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time in, in uh, preparation or prayer preparation. Uh, I spend time in prayer, I spend time in study, and uh, just listening to the voice of the Lord. Uh, and I always want to bring you the, my best. And so I just thank you for tuning in tonight and uh, being a part of this. Uh, you know, I've heard some key things from the Lord this week, and I want to share them with you now. In Isaiah chapter 59, <clears throat> it's packed full of prophetic revelation, I believe, for this hour. Prophetic insights uh, that the Lord, I believe, is highlighting for his people uh, through his eternal word. Uh, the Lord's hand is not too short that he cannot save. That's what it begins with. And uh, his, his ear is not too heavy that he cannot hear your prayers. So uh, just think about that for a moment. His, his hand is not too short that he cannot save. And uh, looking at the world situations and the challenges that we're facing, I was really refreshed to hear the Lord say that uh, to me this week to share with the with the uh, audience uh, that his hand is not too short that he cannot save, and his ear is not too heavy that he cannot hear your prayers. Amen. And so, and then it goes on to say, even though the enemy is hatching snake eggs and spider eggs. Uh, which actually speaks of an increase of demonic activity and demonic influence over people. Even though the enemy is doing that, the church will still crush them under our feet. And uh, the the enemies of God, they don't understand justice. In fact, it says they make haste to shed innocent blood, and they'll never know the way of peace. It goes on to talk about how darkness is covering people and blinding people to the truth of the Lord and his love for them. But the Lord himself will arise in his bright glory, driving out the darkness, and will fully repay repay them for the evil they have done. Then the very famous verse in verse 19, uh, most people have heard this one. It says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Well, in the actual text, there is no... um, there's no uh, uh, grammatical uh, separations in the sentence, and so there's no comma in there. Uh, the translators put a comma in there, but if you actually read it uh, from the original text, it says, when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. So it literally communicates that when you break the words down, when the enemy comes in, Like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And then it says the Redeemer will come to his people. That's the Lord raising up the standard against the enemy. And put his covenant words in their mouths. And those covenant words will remain in their mouths. Listen to this part. For many generations to come, and it shall not depart them. So your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, to a thousand generations, covenant words will remain in their mouths, and it shall not depart from them. So powerful. <clears throat> That's supernatural intervention. I believe we are in a time of everything turning around right now. Everything is turning around right now. And I know prophets are ahead of the curve and say things before 
beforehand and uh you know we're always in the future and um when when things behind us catch up we're already ahead of that too and so let me just tell you the voice of the prophet always seems contrary and opposing to the current picture but i'm declaring to you today that god is arising as a mighty man of war in this hour and he's overthrowing the powers of hell that have aligned themselves against god's people and then as you continue in that uh, Isaiah chapter 59 through the end, and then beginning in Isaiah 60, it says, it continues its whole theme, and it declares, Arise and shine, for the light has come, and now God's glory is risen upon you. Your light shall drive out the darkness, is what it's saying. Arise, uh, it's actually the word, uh, for like an alarm clock, wake you uh, an awakening, arise and shine means to begin to be set on fire with the glory of God. So arise and shine, wake up and be set on fire uh, for the light has come and now God's glory is risen upon you. And now that light that you're shining forth, the glory of God uh, drives out the darkness And then it goes on to say, many who are in darkness will come to the brightness of your light, even kings to the brightness of your rising. And then it goes on to talk about more people coming, and the great harvest essentially is awakened and then brought to the Lord by the brightness of the church arising and shining. And the people of God become mighty in the land as God hastens the fulfillment of his words of promise. So powerful. If you read that through Isaiah 61, it's all a continual thought, all a continual prophetic word, a prophecy from Isaiah. Isaiah 61, it begins with the proclamation of Jesus and the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And I might add in this section here, upon the Lord means it's also upon the body of the Lord or the body of Christ also. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me and you to preach the good news, the gospel, to the poor the, and heal the brokenhearted, set at liberty those who are captive, the opening of the prison to those who are bound, giving beauty for ashes, de- declaring the year of jubilee, which is very powerful. Uh, it is the 50th year or uh, seven jubilee seven sabbaths times seven which is 49 and then the 50th year is the year of jubilee that's what he was saying this is the i'm the culmination of all the promises of god coming to pass i am the convergence of all of this i am the year of jubilee all debts paid everything that was stolen uh, is returned to you everything that was sold is returned to you uh, in other words, he's he's decreeing the great awakening. And this is the word of the Lord, I believe, for this hour. To prepare your hearts for a great turnaround right now. This will be a summer to remember. Hear me now. Summer into fall. It'll be a summer to remember, and they all fall in the fall. They all fall in the fall. I believe it's historic. Amen. Prepare your home for the return of those who were lost or those who have been on the fence. Prepare your heart for them to come back to the Lord. Get your faith engaged 
and be ready to see notable miracles, signs, and wonders that will glorify God. Watch as the power of the Lord sweep across, sweeps across nations like a mighty, mighty tidal wave of his presence and his power, a tsunami of reformation and restoration. And then it goes on to say, instead of your shame, you will have double honor. Amen. See, this is a powerful prophetic insight for our times. This is what I hear from heaven. I don't hear doom and gloom. I don't hear all all the junk. I don't hear terror and destruction prevailing. I don't hear the voice of fear. I hear uh, life, the life of God being poured out, the restoration, the reformation, uh, the recovery of all that was lost. This is what I'm hearing from heaven. Uh, I hear the sound of the army of the Lord, uh, like the old song went, a sound of praise, a sound of war, the army of the Lord is marching on. You know, it's from Joel chapter 2, the army of the Lord marching throughout the nations with the fire of God, with the glory of God, burning uh, burning the strongholds of, the, of darkness and setting captives free. Amen. And I decree the standard has been raised. I'm declaring this in the name of the Lord today. The standard has been raised. And the turning around of the federal abortion law, Roe versus Wade, is a sign to the church of everything that seems impossible turning around right now. Everything that seems absolutely impossible is turning around right now. And the sign I believe that God gave us is Roe versus Wade being overturned. Something that had been in place for 50 years, a stronghold of darkness, destroyed, demolished, and pulled down. Life that overcomes death. The curse overtaken by the blessing of the Lord. Amen. Prepare your hearts to see the fulfillment of everything Every impossible dream coming to pass, the fulfillment of every impossible dream. Listen, we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. We are not ashamed of it. And we are not ashamed of the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to talk more about the power of the Holy Spirit tonight. I, I said this is not just a prophetic update, but a prophetic workshop. And I want to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit tonight. And we dec- decree and we declare this nation once again is healing now. This nation is healing now. America the beautiful is healing now. Whatever nation you're watching from, grab hold of this word and make a declaration. My nation is healing now in the name of Jesus. I'm giving you prophetic insight from the future so that you can pull it into your here and now. Amen. Light is driving the the powers of darkness out. And as God arises, his enemies are being scattered. Amen. A fresh fire, I believe, is being ignited in the youth and in the young warriors of this nation and your nation to declare the righteousness and the holiness of Almighty God. We are not going into captivity. We are not. We are not going further into socialism and demonic control. But we are at a tipping point. We are at a, at a turning point. We are at a turnaround. We are at a great reversal. Come on, hear the word of the Lord. The word I hear from the Lord 
is not just turnaround, not just reversal, but I hear the word multiplication, multiplication. And instead of diminishing, we are about to experience multiplication of our resources. I'm telling you, have your faith stirred in this moment where the enemy has tried to divide and subtract God is supernaturally multiplying. God is raising up a greater passion in the generations now, a supernatural synergy. That's that multiplication, a synergy for the multiplication will come forth now, saith the Lord. A fresh praise is arising now, and with one voice we declare, God bless America the beautiful. Come on. Fresh praise and fresh fire and a joining of the generations. That's what's happening right now. A tsunami of the grace of the Lord is coming now. The American eagle is about to soar again on wings, on mighty wings. Amen. America, listen, America was chosen from the beginning of time to take the light of Christ to the nations. And that light has been under attack But the fresh fire and the fresh praise is now erupting, and the people of God will arise and shine, for the light has come, and the glory of the Lord is being released to the nations, and and the light, the torch of the gospel, is going to set the nations ablaze with an uncontrollable fire from heaven. I also heard the Lord this week say, no financial collapse, no financial collapse, There will not be a financial collapse, says the Lord. I will release wisdom and a supernatural discovery of resources and wipe out the national debt. Let me say that again. I heard the Lord say this very clear. I will release wisdom and a supernatural discovery of resources and wipe out the national debt. There will be no financial collapse. And those who conspired against my nation, says the Lord, those who conspired against my nation, America, and my nation, Israel, will see the reversal of what they planned, and it will come back upon them, says the Lord. I also heard the Lord say, I am going to release the list. I'm going to release the list. I will release the list. A list of those abusers. A list of those who thought they could molest and torture and get away with it. I will expose their names and great humiliation and embarrassment is going to happen to some very famous people. I will make an open show of them just as I did the devil and humiliate them for all to see. I have the list says the Lord, and I will release it, and I will shout it from the rooftops. This day the tables are overturning, and I am causing a divine reversal, says the Lord. I am overturning the tables of those who used my people and my church as products for sale in a marketplace. There will be trials, convictions, and my throne, remember, my throne is established in justice and truth, and my justice and my truth will prevail in America and in the nations of the earth, says the Lord. Amen. Wow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord of hosts. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Amen. Hallelujah. 
I just believe something powerful is happening right now. Do you realize the very same Lord of hosts who came face to face with Joshua is present in America right now? In fact, he's present in your life right now, and he's fighting for your nation right now, fighting for your family right now. The Lord of hosts fighting for your destiny right now. And just as he did for Joshua and the people of God in in Joshua's day, he's fighting for your inheritance right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you ready for this kind of fulfillment? Are you ready for acceleration from the Lord? I say yes. Amen. Listen, you are not alone. God is with you. You are not alone in this. God is with you. The onslaught of the enemy has come to an end. This is good news today. And the giver of life, the Lord is with you, and he's fighting on your battlefield. Listen, the enemy is so afraid of what is about to come because God is blessing our nation again. God is blessing America the beautiful again. God is blessing our children. God is answering the prayers of the righteous, answering the prayers of the intercessors. And everything is turning around. And I pray that you have eyes to see and recognize the fingerprints of the Lord all over this turnaround. Amen? Amen. Well, I've got a, uh, an exciting teaching for you tonight. And uh, I just want, I wanted to make sure and share the things that the Lord has spoken to me this week. You know, I get the privilege of hearing the voice of God and and communing with him on a daily basis, and and it, it, it is available to everyone. But as a prophet, I get special uh, information. Let me say it that way. The Bible says God does nothing except he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. And as a prophet of the Lord, God speaks to me. And these are the things that he shares with me. This isn't everything. Uh, but this is a portion of it, and what he, what I believe God lets me prophesy is what I'll prophesy, and uh, and so I, I'm excited about this moment with you. I believe God's going to give you some gifting and some anointing and impart some truth to you right now. That's going to activate a deeper flow of the prophetic in your life, and so I want to shift from a prophetic update to a prophetic workshop. Have you ever had the thought, "Is it me or is it God? Is it me or is it God?" Tonight I want to talk about how to hear the voice of God. It's very simple, how to hear the voice of God. You know, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 31, it says, you may all prophesy. In other words, God wants you to hear and recognize his voice and share it uh, with others. That's prophecy. When you hear God's voice and you know that it's God, uh, you can prophesy, you can you have the ability through the Holy Spirit uh, to share a prophetic word. You know, when I was younger, uh, the prophetic was way more active, the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, but, you know, there, there's been such a, a uh, pressure to not allow the Holy Spirit uh, to move in, in services or to communicate in services in, in our gatherings and and uh, for the most part, the church today does not really know Holy Spirit. And uh, there, are the, there are three manifestations of Almighty God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. 
If you'll remember, uh, in Acts chapter 1, Jesus said, I want you to tarry in Jerusalem. I want you to wait in Jerusalem until the promise of the Father, which they knew he was speaking of the Holy Spirit. Remember, Jesus said, it's better for you if I go to the Father, because then I can send you the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit will not just be in one person, but the Holy Spirit will be in all of you. And so you can't do anything just like Jesus couldn't do anything until he was baptized in water in the River Jordan. And you remember, here's Jesus coming up out of the water, and the voice of the Father from heaven says, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So you got Jesus, you got the Father, and then you see the Holy Spirit descend upon him like a dove. So the three in one right there was evidenced uh, for all to see, and that's why it was documented uh, in Scripture. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Now that Jesus uh, was filled with the Holy Spirit, he was immediately driven by the Holy Spirit uh, to the into the mountains, into the wilderness, so that he could be uh, set a, set apart time between him and the Lord. And he fasted and prayed for forty days and for forty nights. And at the end of those forty days, uh, he was tempted and tested of the devil. And you know the whole story. He was uh, tempted in the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. But because of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, he was able to completely overthrow the powers of the devil himself and the lies of the devil, the twisted, warped uh, lies of the of, of the devil, where he used the, even the word of God twisted and warped to try to deceive the Son of God and to get him to, to yield to the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Why would the devil tempt Jesus like that? Uh, because Jesus was 100% man and 100% God. He was God's perfect man and man's perfect God. You know, Timothy says there's one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. And so Jesus did not pull upon his deity at any point in time in his walk on the earth. He did not. Everything Jesus did, you and I can do. He was the prototype. He was the example for all of us to follow. And he told the disciples in Acts chapter 1, do not leave Jerusalem until you get the, the infilling or the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the, the promise of the Father. And so they waited in Jerusalem until the promise of the Father came. They really had no idea what was going to happen. They had no idea, but they knew it had something to do with the Holy Spirit. And so they waited. And actually, uh, the uh, historical document says more than 700 people went to Jerusalem. More than 700 people saw Jesus ascend into the heavens, and more than 700 people went to Jerusalem. But only 120 stayed the entire 10-day waiting period uh, until the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out upon the church and the church was birthed. So the point I want to make again is Jesus didn't let the disciples, Jesus didn't do anything until he was filled with the Holy Spirit. 
And then the disciples did not do anything until they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And in the modern church, you can talk about God Almighty all you want. You can talk about Jesus and the wonderful things that he's done, but you really can't say very much about the Holy Spirit. It's, he's been completely restrained. And see, the deception, and I believe it's doctrines of demons, is to not allow the gifts of the Spirit to flow. Because if the power of God begins to flow, then it's all over for the enemy. And so the devil has... he's. He has entire uh, denominations who stand completely against speaking in tongues and the power of the Holy Spirit and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And so I want to encourage you today. You need to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. You need to flow in in, in the, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Again, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 31, it says, For you may all prophesy. There's no limit. You may all hear God, God's voice and speak it out as a word from God to somebody else. That is prophecy. God wants you to hear and recognize his voice. And I want to share with you some revelation on this subject, how to hear the voice of God. And I, I'll probably do this for this week and next week also. And so I want to encourage you uh, that this is a very powerful teaching, but at the same time, this is yours. This is your covenant right. This belongs to you already. Amen? 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 12. It says this. That's the love chapter, by the way. It says, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Does God speak to his people? <clears throat> yes, he does. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and a stranger's voice they will not hearken to. So God does speak to us, and God gives us glimpses of his life. That's, that's what that scripture says. We see through a glass dimly. He gives us a glimpse of his life of his light, a glimpse of the future. Think about when you exit a movie theater. Uh, after having your eyes accustomed to a certain level of light in the theater that's very dark and your eyes uh, dilate a little bit more, and and, uh, and so your, your eyes are accustomed to very little light at that point, and then uh, they open the door and you walk outside and suddenly there has to be an adjustment. The bright flash of light causes your eyes to have to adjust and then as you continue in the light you're able to see more clearly you're able to define things a little better and that's kind of what apostle paul was saying here right now we cannot see such a bright light uh, but we can get a flash of revelation and as god illuminates our future coming to us that's it becomes more clear the more you walk in the light. And so listen, the Bible says God is light. And the light of heaven is the sun, or the S-O-N, right? Psalm 24, it says, the speaking of God speaking, it says the voice of the Lord is powerful. The God of glory thunders. And Ezekiel prophesied that God spoke with flashes of light, he speaks. 
So Paul was saying, we see through a glass, a window into the future, and we just catch a glimpse. And the Greek word here is the word enigma. We get our word uh, uh, enigma from it. Enigma is the Greek word. We get our word enigma from it. Uh, the definition is mysteries or mysterious or puzzle pieces or or riddles. Uh, for now we see mysteries and riddle, riddles and puzzle pieces, uh, much like verse 9, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. Uh, but there's coming a time when we will see face to face. Uh, in other words, this is a reference to Moses the prophet in Deuteronomy 34.10. It says, Moses the prophet who who the Lord knew face to face. And you remember Moses, after he saw the Lord face to face, he had to wear a veil over his face because of the light that was shining forth from his face after a meeting with God. The more time he spent in the light, the more he could see, the more he could understand, the more he could uh, perceive, and the more of that light clung to him. Amen. And so he had to wear a veil over his face after meeting with God. And so when God, who is light, speaks, we catch a quick glimpse and we begin to understand his mysteries. And we only get a flash of his light. You know, the enemy wants to discourage you and convince you that you didn't hear God. But you have giftings from the Holy Spirit within you. And God wants you flowing in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 1. I'm trying to cover as much ground as I can, as fast as I can. It says this, pursue love or charity or the God kind of love or the giving uh, kind of love or love that's motivated to give to others. Pursue love or charity and desire spiritual gifts in order, or but especially, that you may prophesy. Hear that really clear. Pursue that motivation of giving from a heart of love. Pursue love or charity. And desire, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6, it says this, Wherefore I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, which is in you by the putting on of my hands. For God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. In other words, God imparts giftings to you uh, by the Holy Spirit uh, so that you can have a a, the right motivation to be a blessing to others, to hear God, and to uh, prof to prophesy to others, and to give them the light of life, and to give them hope. And, and the motivation is God's kind of love, the giving kind of love, or charity is, was the best word uh, the uh, translators could come up with. Uh, desire that kind of gifting, in order that you may prophesy, stir up that gift of God, which is in you by the putting on of your hand, of my hands, which Apostle Paul was talking to Timothy. Stir up, by the way, is also fanned into a flame from a dying ember to a, to a roaring fire. 
fan it into flame. For God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. In other words, fear will try to keep you from moving in the gifts of the Spirit. Fear will try to keep you from prophesying and stepping out and learning to flow in the gifts of the Spirit, trying to put out that fire and trying to get you to not desire spiritual gifts or flowing in the Spirit. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of His love, that's agape love again, and a sound mind. In other words, you're thinking the right way when you think this way. So you may all prophesy. And I want to talk about the prophetic flow. The prophetic flow. There is a flow. And, you know, the the challenge for most people is to find the flow. You know, you have a flow. You have a river within you. You have a, a, a wellspring of life within you. And there's a flow from God, uh, from his very throne that flows uniquely through you. You are unique in how how you do what God wants you to do. You are absolutely one of a kind, and God is madly in love with you. He loves you so much, he gives you something unique as your fingerprints, unique as your eye pattern, unique as your dental pattern, unique as your own DNA. This is the flow, the prophetic flow. Look at Acts chapter 2 and verse 16. This is uh, uh, Peter prophesying on the day of Pentecost after they're all filled with the Holy Spirit. He says, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men or your mature ones shall dream dreams and on my servants and on my handmaidens i will pour out in those days of my holy spirit capital s and they shall prophesy listen we are living in the last days and god is pouring out his holy spirit on all flesh I've heard testimonies uh, of the most remote places in, in, uh, in, in, in the Middle East where Jesus is appearing to people and, uh, and pouring out his spirit upon them. And they are repenting from serving false gods and surrendering everything to Jesus. Amen? He's pouring out his spirit on all flesh. And there's a move of God that is uh, coming forth now, being birthed in the earth today. In the first church of the New Testament, spirit-filled believers, Holy Spirit-filled believers, they received an outpouring from heaven. And scripture says, he will not only pour out the former rain, but the former rain and the latter rain together. So we're the first church of the New Testament. Uh, Spirit-filled believers set a precedent. We are called to do the unprecedented. We're called to flow in the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. There's uh, nine gifts of the Holy Spirit that the Bible identifies. Three of them are vocal gifts. Uh, Three of them are... uh, 
uh, revelational gifts, and three of them are power gifts. There's tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. That's the three vocal gifts. Then there's uh, the discerning of spirits, word of knowledge, and word of wisdom. Those are the revelation gifts. Then there is the gift of faith, working of miracles, and gifts of healings. Those are the three power gifts. And so the manifestation of the Spirit of God, when the Spirit of God manifests, the manifestation of Marty looks like this, right? The manifestation of the Holy Spirit looks like the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so we're the first church, the the New Testament church, were Spirit-filled believers, Holy Spirit-filled believers that received a fresh initial outpouring of the Holy Spirit, they set a precedent that from that point forward, you could not do anything until you were filled with the Holy Spirit and flowing in the manifestation of the nine gifts of the Spirit. That was the precedent. Now, we are the last days church, and we are called to not only fulfill that precedence, but do the unprecedented. Amen? So Scripture declares that in the last days that they shall know their God, and they that know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. That's the power, manifestation of God's power by the Holy Spirit. This means in the last days there will be a great move of God, a great reformation, and I believe it is happening right now where the people of God will begin to move out in signs and wonders and miracles. Let me tell you, miracles happen today. I'm telling you there are things that we pray for. People send us hard prayers, hard things. And even this week, I I can tell you, and I won't embarrass people because I didn't get their permission to share it, but four major miracles this week. I'm just telling you, miracles are for today. Signs and wonders are for today. Bishop Bill Hammond, who's my spiritual father, he wrote a book uh, called The Saints Movement. He was prophesying about this in the 80s, that the church would get filled with the Holy Spirit again and begin to move in signs and wonders and miracles. Well, Brother Marty, I I need to see that in Scripture. Well, let me just tell you about Mark chapter 16, starting in verse 15. It says, And Jesus, before he ascended into heaven, he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Hallelujah. But he that believeth not shall be damned. You don't get to determine the outcome. You leave the outcome to that person and their own free will. And these signs shall follow them that believe. These manifestations or signs shall follow them that believe. Let me say this. Signs follow believers. Believers need to stop following signs. Amen? Signs follow believers. In my name they shall cast out devils. I'm just going to stop right there for a minute and say, you need the power 
of the Holy Spirit to cast out devils. You need the the discerning of spirits to cast out devils. Amen. You need to be able to speak with the authority of God to cast out devils. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall do what? Speak with new tongues. Speak with new tongues. That's evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. They shall take up serpents. Let me tell you, that's not talking about being a snake-handling church. When we moved to Tennessee uh, 27 years ago, just over 27 years ago, uh, I never knew there was any such thing as a snake-handling church until I was working for this this guy and... um, making pizzas and he said do you believe in handling snakes i said no <laughs> i grew up i grew up in miami south of miami there are uh, you know diamondback rattlesnakes all over the place down there no you don't mess with snakes he said oh yes that's what the bible says they shall take up serpents and that means handling snakes in church and you've probably seen some of the um the uh, portrayals in movies of that kind of thing. And I said, I've never heard of such a thing. He said, oh, yeah, let me tell you about my family. And actually, the guy that I was working for, his family was famous for snake handling churches, for being the snake handler in the churches. And, uh, you know, his, I I could tell you a a lengthy story about this, but uh, suffice to say, that's not what Jesus was talking about. In the original uh, language there, it literally translated says, they shall take up the devil himself and cast him out. They shall pick up the devil himself and cast him out. They'll cast out devils, speak with new tongues, pick up the devil himself and cast him out. That's how much authority God has given to you as a son or a daughter of Almighty God. As a believer in Jesus Christ, filled with the Spirit, you can pick up the devil himself and cast him out. It doesn't mean picking up snakes and and playing with them and that sort of thing. Uh, then it says, if they shall drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. If they unknowingly drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Uh, there's a... Um, uh, a man by the name of John G. Lake. John G. Lake was a a powerful healing minister uh, back in the turn of the century, late 1800s, early 1900s. And at that point in time, the, the bubonic plague was very uh, rampant. And uh, he was a powerful healing minister of God. And you can look up uh, history videos on him. And, and he wrote a few books. Very powerful. Uh, but they would not let him go to Africa because of the bubonic plague or the black plague, they called it. And uh, he said, I'll tell you what, you put my hand under a microscope and you put the bubonic plague on my hand and you watch what the anointing does to the bubonic plague on my hand. And they put his hand under a microscope and they put the black plague, the bubonic plague, Uh, on his hand and his cells came around and devoured that until there was no more bubonic plague uh, on his hand and he said my bible says if they 
drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they said, we will grant you your visa to be able to go to Africa. And he went there and he healed many people in Africa of the bubonic plague, actually. So if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Let me tell you, that's again the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the discerning of spirits, uh, the gifts of healing. Uh, They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And then it says, So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and he sat down at the right hand of God. In other words, He sat down so you and I could stand up and get to work. And they went forth and they preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Isn't that powerful? Here's the qualifier for the power of God to flow through you. These signs shall follow believers. In Ephesians chapter 4, it says that Jesus gave gifts to the church. Jesus gave gifts to the church. Ephesians 4, verse 11, he gave some apostles, he gave some prophets, he gave some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. That's what we call the fivefold ministry. So there's the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and then there's gifts that Jesus gave, five gifts that Jesus gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Why did Jesus give them? For the perfecting of the saints. That word again is uh, karatismos, and that's bringing into alignment things in our lives, the perfecting of the saints. It's like the, the aligning of a spine. We get our word uh, chiropractic from that word. And uh, it's like your spine being rightly aligned. If you have your spine in right alignment, uh, then you're healthy. Uh, but if your spine is slightly out of alignment, there can be pain in your body. Uh, if it is far enough out of alignment, you can become uh, completely disabled. And so the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are the gifts of Jesus Christ, the extension of the ministry of Jesus Christ. Not the ministry of the Holy Spirit, but the ministry of Jesus Christ continuing in the church. Uh, Jesus is the great prophet. He is the great apostle. He is the great evangelist. He is the great pastor. He is the great teacher. That's Jesus' anointing. And so he gave that as gifts to the church to some Some are called to be apostles. Some are called to be prophets. Some are called to be evangelists. Some are called to be pastors. And some are called to be teachers. And then he goes on to say, for the perfecting of the saints. So some are just called to be saints, right? So there's the fivefold governmental leadership gifts of Jesus. And then you have the, the who are called to perfect the saints of God for the work of the ministry, so that the saints can begin to flow in signs and wonders and miracles and power and demonstration. Uh, the, The New Testament model was that the leadership of the church demonstrated this, and then the saints of God went out into the world around them and turned the world upside down with the expression of the power. Remember Jesus sent out the 70 others also? 
and said, don't take a script with you, don't take anything with you, uh, just go in my name. And if those that receive you, bless them. Those that don't receive you, shake the dust of your feet off against them. And they came back and they said, Jesus, it happened exactly like you said. It was so powerful. We cast out devils. We saw uh, miracles. We saw signs and wonders. And Jesus said, yeah, and I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. But don't rejoice in the authority that I've given you and the power of the enemy. Rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. So Jesus gave the fivefold ministry to raise up the saints, which in Jesus' day is represented by the 70 others also, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. Remember, when you prophesy, it is for edification, exhortation, and comfort. That's what the Bible says the gift of prophecy is for edification, exhortation, and comfort. To edify means to build up. Uh, edification, exhortation, to exhort someone. Let me just tell you, there's a lot of people dealing with depression. You know what? It is a sign of the church lacking in prophetic ministry to each other. Edification, edification, exhortation, and comfort. Let me just tell you, the, the saints have a job to do. He gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. That's the job of the the job description of the leadership of the church to perfect the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ until we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. It's the church's lead, church leadership's job to train and equip the saints of God to empower them with the Holy Spirit to do the great works of God so the saints can do the work of the ministry for signs, wonders, and miracles to follow. Now, remember I talked about the flow. There's a flow to ministry, and every believer has a flow. Every believer is called to flow with the Holy Spirit. You know, early on, the Holy Spirit would tell me, I want you to uh, walk on this side of the road instead of this side of the road. I'd be walking to work or something. Uh, And I thought that was the craziest thing. And I wasn't sure if it was me or God. But I walked to the other side of the street what do I got to lose? So I walk on the other side of the street. <clears throat> I walked on the other side of the street and a car wrecked over there. It's very powerful, very powerful lesson. There's a flow and a, and a sensitivity God wants to raise up in the church so that we are able to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 7, verse 38, it says, He that believes on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of water, rivers of living water. And verse 39 says, But this spake he of the Holy Spirit, which they, they that believe on him should receive, should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not given yet, because that Jesus was not yet glorified or ascended into heaven. And so there is 
a river of living water. Once you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, there is a river of living water that will flow out of you. It'll direct you. It'll empower you. It'll give you authority. It'll give you strength, right? Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 3, it says, Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the well of salvation. So living water flows from you. And with joy, you can draw water out of that well. You can prophesy to someone and inspire and encourage and edify them uh, by drawing from that wellspring of life within you. John chapter 4 and verse 13, it says, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whoever drinks of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up unto eternal life. Eternal life. Listen, there is a well of living water that will spring up within you. Remember in, in the Old Testament, uh, Moses had, God had Moses bring the people around the well and sing to the well, spring up, O well, spring up, O well, spring up, O well. And suddenly the water came springing forth. You know, sometimes you just need to speak to yourself. You might feel like, ah, I'm discouraged. I don't know if that's me or God. Start speaking to yourself. Spring up, O well, spring of life. Spring up, waters of everlasting life. Spring up, O well. Spring up within me. I speak to me to my spirit. Out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water. Jesus was witnessing, and he draws on the water of life within him. And that's what he says to her out of you're going to thirst again if you drink of this water, but I can give you water that you'll never be thirsty again. The water that I give will be a wellspring of water. It'll be the flow of the Holy Spirit within you, springing up to everlasting life. It's accessible to anyone and to everyone. There's a prophetic flow that is available to every believer, a flow of Holy Spirit power, a flow of the Holy Spirit giftings, we just need to break open the fountains of the deep like God did for Noah. He said, I, I broke open the fountains of the deep and flooded the earth. Listen, God wants to break open the fountains of the deep within you and cause you to flood your family and flood your world with the waters of life. And like in the days of Noah, when God broke open the fountains of the deep, the earth will be flooded again, but this time it'll be flooded with the glory of the Lord flowing from his people. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 12, 14, it says, For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. How much water covers the sea? All of it. All of it. All of the sea is covered in waters. And so the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Listen, that's why we have these broadcasts. That's why we have meetings on Sunday afternoon at four to activate the power of God within you. I want to. I want like a, a, like Apostle Peter said. I want you to be established in present truth. I want you to get flowing in the powerful anointing that is already resident within you. Amen. In Genesis chapter twenty-six, uh, Isaac, the son of Abraham, had to redig the wells of his father, Abraham.
<clears throat> and the wells were plugged up by the enemy. And there are ancient wells in your life that the enemy has plugged up. Maybe your ancestors uh, fl- flowed in the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe, maybe generations behind you that you don't know anything about. There are ancient wells in your life that the enemy has plugged up plugging up the flow of your spiritual inheritance and generational blessings. These were Abraham's wells that Isaac had to redig, and some of your wells are dried up. Wells that are dried up and plugged up sometimes need to be primed. You know, when I was growing up, a young boy, my, my brother and my sister and myself, we used to have to go get water uh, from a well. That's where we got our water. We didn't have uh, city water out there. We had to pump it from a well. And uh, <clears throat> it, was, it was very challenging. You had to prime the well with a bucket of water and then pump that well. And it took a lot of work to pump that well. And after uh, you know several minutes of pumping, you switched arms just to keep it pumping. This arm got tired and weak, and so you had to change to the other arm. But eventually... Water began to bubble forth, muddy, dirty water. And uh, sometimes a crawdad would come out with it or, or what have. A crawfish would come out of it. And, and uh, you know, but you kept pumping. And the more you pumped, the more pure and more clean the water came from that well. It was the stuff on top that was plugging up the well that had to get pumped out first. You know, some people say, well... I don't know. I didn't really get it right. Listen, keep pumping the well. Keep pumping your well. Keep priming the pump. Keep pumping the well. Well, how do you prime the pump? Pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in tongues. Uh, You know, it doesn't feel comfortable at first. Have you ever spent time praying in tongues and you feel like, what am I doing? This is a waste of time. How many lights are in the ceiling? Let me count them while I'm pr- trying to pray in tongues. Or I don't know what I'm doing. I started thinking about three other things. That's, the, that's that stuff coming out of the well when you're pumping. you got to keep pumping the well. And the more you pump the well, suddenly you break through into that flow. And you spring up, oh, well. With, with waters that of everlasting life. And in the presence of the Lord, you start, you break through to that place of praying in the Holy Spirit where suddenly it's really enjoyable to be in the presence of the Lord and have that well pumping and flowing. And you know what we would do when I was a kid? We would put a bucket on the, on the well and then... Two, three hours later, if we needed more water, we'd just go start pumping again. We didn't have to prime it. it was The water was already on tap. I'm speaking to you some deep spiritual truths today. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we're not going to get into it this week, but uh, Apostle Paul began to talk about uh, the gifts of the Spirit and flowing in the gifts of the Spirit and pumping from that well. In 1 Corinthians 12, 1, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. God doesn't want you ignorant. You know, the word gifts there uh, is italicized. That means the word gifts was not actually in the original 
the original text, but the translators added it uh, for clarity to, to give greater understanding to the passage. But it wasn't part of the original Greek text. Literally, it means now concerning spiritual or the things of the spirit, I would not have you ignorant. The word ignorant is the word agnoio, and it means uh, lacking a workable knowledge. So now concerning the things of the Holy Spirit, I would not have you lacking a workable knowledge. I want that water on tap. I want you to have that flow ready to go and understand how to work with the gifts of the Spirit. God wants us to be able to perceive the how-tos of the flow of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And this is such a a powerful day for the church to rise up in the gifts and the flow of the Holy Spirit in the last days. I will pour out of my spirit and your sons and your daughters would prophesy and all are going to prophesy. All are going to prophesy. And the power of the Holy Spirit is going to come gushing out of you and it's going to refresh so many and it's going to empower them. It's going to edify them. It's going to exhort them. It's going to comfort them. If you think about who needs edification Who needs exhortation? Who needs comfort? People who have been through a pandemic, people who have been through lockdowns, people who have been through uh, controlling uh, governmental things, pressing in and trying to uh, control your life, and uh, people who need, uh, listen, they need encouragement. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power, power and love, his love and a sound mind, and so that we can begin to minister the comfort of the Holy Spirit to each other. I could share so much more. I'm going to save for next week. Uh, but in verse 7 of 1 Corinthians 12, it says this, But the manifestation of the Spirit, or the gifts of the Spirit, are given to every man for the common good. Listen, Everybody falls into the category of every man. It is a genderless term. It means man or woman or mankind. And so the manifestations of the Spirit, uh, when the Holy Spirit shows up, this is how you perceive him, by him moving through the church in a powerful way. God is ready. You know, I remember when we were learning the Scripture many, many, many years ago, Bishop Hammond would say, so the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man for the common good. And he would say, instead of saying every man, put your name in there. And he'd make us all read it out loud. So the manifestation of the Spirit is given to your name for the common good. And we'd have to say it over and over and over until we heard ourselves say, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to me for the common good. See, the Holy Spirit gave you the ability to flow in his power for the common good. God wants to charge the church with authority and power, and it is his will for his power, uh, the power of his Holy Spirit to flow through everybody so that everyone can be blessed by it. Amen. Now, I want to pray for you because I believe that God wants to activate a deeper flow 
of the Holy Spirit right now. We're going to talk more about this and teach more about this next week. Uh, But God wants you to flow. He wants you to prophesy. He wants you to to be able to speak in tongues (coughs) and, and, and interpret the tongues. He wants you to prophesy. He wants you to get words of knowledge. He wants you to get words of wisdom. He wants you uh, to have discerning of spirits. Uh, He wants you to move in the gift of faith. He wants you to move in the working of miracles. Amen? He wants you to to move in gifts of healings. He wants you to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, 1 Corinthians 12, 31 It says, covet earnestly the best gifts. The word covet there is the same word uh, to desire spiritual gifts. It's a Greek word, zelu. We get our word zealous from it. It means to be passionate, to lust after, to burn hot after, uh, to be impassionate, and to covet. You know, God wants you to be so passionate about flowing in the gifts of the Spirit so that he can show you the most excellent way. That's what 1 Corinthians 12, 31 says. I believe we are living in a day where God is ready to raise up a power church, a church full of power, empowered by the Holy Spirit. No blind eyes, no deaf ears, uh, uh, no lame, no dumb, uh, no sickness, no disease, a church of power. That's the church that Jesus wants to raise up now, filled with the Holy Spirit. The manifestation of the Spirit of God is given to every man for the common good so that God can flow and change the world beginning through the church and then to the church. Amen? God's coming through the church before he comes to the church. And so I just believe... You're here for a reason. I believe you're on this uh, podcast or broadcast because God's calling you to be more active in your faith and believe him for the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in your life. You may just start with tongues and then later interpretation of tongues. And by the way, tongues and interpretation of tongues is prophecy. And so... uh, uh, but desire spiritual gifts that you might prophesy. Grow, grow past just interpreting your tongues. Not that we, I still inter- pray in tongues and interpret <clears throat> my own tongues, and you should too. But actually, sometimes God just prophesies to me. Actually, sometimes God just gives me prophetic words for others. I'm just talking about flowing in the gift of prophecy, not the office of a prophet, but the gift of prophecy to edify, exhort, and comfort. And, and and you can go deeper in the gifts of the Spirit all the way to uh, uh, gifts of healings and, and miracles and, and the gift of faith. And so I believe the Holy Spirit wants to empower you today. And so before we close today, I want to, I want to pray for you uh, because I believe that you're going to meet people this week that need the power of God. They need a motivation uh, of God's love in their life. They need a, a an inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, and they need to they need to know God's 
for them and not against them. And they need to be strengthened by the Holy Spirit. And God wants you to do it. God wants to uh, cause you to be bold enough to do it. He wants you to be passionate. You remember desire spiritual gifts, zilu or covet or burn hot or to be passionate about so that because God wants you to prophesy. God wants to talk to other people in the body of Christ through you. He wants you to encourage them. Uh, the gift of prophecy, again, is for edification, exhortation, and comfort, not correction, uh, not for telling people what to do for you, uh, but edification, exhortation, and comfort. Amen? And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to talk more about uh, how to flow in the gifts of the Spirit, how the gifts of the Spirit will will open up many doors for you and open up, like, this is... Uh, July 7th, uh, I mean, uh, 7 22, and, uh, you know, Isaiah 22, 22 talks about uh, the key of David that opens doors that cannot be shut and shuts doors that cannot be opened. You know, God is giving keys today, keys to the kingdom so that you can unlock the heavens if need be over your family and over your over your children and over your uh, ministry and over your uh, your artistry and over your region. I'm telling you, there's so much uh, that God can do once you grab hold of these keys of flowing in the gifts of the Spirit. God wants to prime your pump and establish a flow so that it's on tap for you at all times for the Holy Spirit to use. Amen. Amen. Let me just pray in the spirit with you, and then I'm going to pray for you. Father, we are pressing into the to your glory right now. We are pressing into hearing and knowing your voice. And Father, we want to be activated on a whole new level. I ask you to break open the fountains of the deep, and cause your Holy Spirit to begin to flow, flow, Father. Uh, you, you said in First Peter uh, that as, as we've been given a measure of faith, that we're supposed to minister to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. And so, Father, I just thank you for causing, even, uh, even if it's just a trickle, uh, to begin to occur now for your people, Father. Let them begin to flow in the Holy Spirit like never before. Holy Spirit, I thank you that First John 2.20 says you have uh, an unction from the Holy Spirit and you know all things. Holy Spirit, you're teaching us all how to flow in deeper levels of your anointing and your manifestation of power and the, and the prophetic. You want your people to prophesy. And so I pray, Father, that they would step out and be bold and not let a spirit of fear push them back and silence them. But, Father, that they would fan into flames the gift of God within them and that they would stir up that gift and cause it to flow now, that it would flow and release eternal life to people, release words that can shape their destiny and shape their future by the power of your Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for causing a flow to come forth. Even this week, Father, a deeper flow. I charge them in the Holy Spirit, Father, right now, that they would begin to uh, feel the strong anointing and begin to move forward by faith 
and prophesy and share words of the Lord this week, Father, this week, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. I want to thank every one of you for standing with us here at Speak Life. This is going to be an incredible time. The next several services, I just want to charge you and challenge you to to go deeper with God. This Sunday at 4 p.m., we're going to have a powerful service. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. We're going to break open the fountains of the deep this Sunday, and you're going to see miracles and signs and wonders. If you know people that that have real need of miracles and prayer, bring them to church Sunday at 4 p.m. at 403 Walton Ferry Road here in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Bring them. Uh, if they can't make it, cause them to tune in online at lifepointchurch.cc. LifePoint has an E on the end of it, but tune into our live stream there or watch us on Facebook or Rumble or YouTube. Uh, but be there if you can. We're going to see miracles this Sunday. Amen. And uh, I want to thank every one of you who have sown seeds into this ministry uh, to propagate the prophetic and and to support what we're doing here. Uh, we're releasing the prophetic ministry to many nations every week, and you are a part of that. You're partners with us in this. And if you desire to sow a seed uh, to to help us to continue to release the word of the Lord and empower people in the nations of the world and in our nation, uh, you can text any amount uh, to the number 84321. That's 84321. Text any amount and uh, that's probably the easiest way to give. If you're watching online or on social media, uh, there's a link in the comments section. You can click and give that way. Uh, some people prefer to mail in your offering. You can mail that offering uh, to Marty Layton or LifePoint Church, uh, either one. P.O. Box 1822. That's P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. Now, if you prefer to go to either of our websites, uh, martylayton.com or lifepointchurch.cc, there's a button there you can click on there to give also. And uh, I want to thank you again for being faithful with your tithes and offerings. We are praying for you to receive the word, of, the reward of the Lord. And uh, the Bible says, He that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet receives receives the prophet's reward. And, and uh, you know, the prophet's reward isn't always a financial breakthrough, but it is the fulfillment of a prophecy, and it is the miracles that money cannot buy. And I can establish that firmly in the Word of God as the reward of the Lord for you. And so I also want to thank another uh, very special person who, who sponsors this broadcast every week. His name is Mike Lindell and my pillow. Thank you, Mike Lindell and my pillow, for sponsoring Speak Life. You know, Mike Lindell is a great warrior for the kingdom of God. He's a brother in the Lord, but he's also fighting on the front lines of this cultural war for the freedoms that we love and hold dear here in America the Beautiful. And I want to encourage you to check out the products that he has available at mypillow.com. Mypillow.com. If you use my name, Marty, as a promo code, you'll receive the deepest discounts available. He's making this available for our audience. Use the word Marty, the promo code Marty, my name, and uh, those discounts will be made available to you. He also has a new product called My Coffee, 
And I haven't had a cup yet, but I hear great things about it, and I'm going to order some. Uh, but again, you can use the promo code MARTY uh, and, and be able to purchase that there. Or you can call the number 800-859-2938. That's 800-859-2938. That's a dedicated line just for our audience. Uh, and remember to use the promo code MARTY for your discount. Amen. That's actually one great way that you can support Speak Life and support also the patriotic work of Mike Lindell. And, uh, and he has supported us from day one, and so I'm very grateful for that. Listen, I believe the word of the Lord uh, over America the Beautiful it is, it is this. It is not over until God says it's over, and it is not over. Hear me now. Watch what God does in America over the next few months. It's going to be a powerful time in the kingdom of God. Thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. I want to encourage you to join us next week. Make a habit out of being here every week for more ministry and conversations and insights from some of today's cutting-edge leaders and revelation that I know you're just going to love each week. Please take a second and subscribe to the Speak Life podcast. Uh, If you've enjoyed this and you were blessed by this ministry, please leave us a five-star review. I appreciate that, and thank you in advance for doing that. Please follow me on social media, on Instagram and Twitter and Getter and Truth, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, all the others, uh, at Marty Layton. It's at Marty Layton. So find us there and uh, follow us there. You can also watch this show live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, and Frank Speech. And I want to thank you for telling others about the Speak Life show and helping us to reach more people with this powerful prophetic ministry. You can find the podcast, by the way, on iTunes, Spotify, Charisma Podcast Network, iHeartRadio Podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we're going to be there. Uh, Just look for Speak Life with Marty Layton. And so thank you again. And remember to keep your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes open because God is always, always, always talking to you. And Proverbs 18.21 declares, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So remember always to speak life. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.